0: Hey, guys, welcome into the Bear With Us podcast. I'm Jack. He's Frank. Enough of the on the right, on the left bullshit. That, it's, you know, it just sounds like we're trying to do a political commentary podcast. All right, Frank? And that's not what this is all about. This is a football podcast where we sometimes talk about the Chicago Bears when there's news to talk about them. And this week, Frankie, there ain't shit to talk about when it comes to the Chicago Bears. They've signed some draft picks. Who cares? Doesn't matter. Fuck it. It's always going to get done at this point. I will say, Frank. Let me ask you a real question, real quick question, before we get into today's topic. Do you remember the days back, like right before 2012, the Andrew Luck draft class, when like the first round you could just throw money at, just regardless, and that you could just blow an entire salary cap on one player? You remember that?
1: Yeah, I think the the last that feels like
0: forever ago. It, man. It, it,
1: I think it was at this point forever ago. But the the last person to uh get that big deal before they put in the CBA was um I just had his name uh Sam Bradford. Wasn't Sam Bradford the last one, Rams?
0: I think it was Cam. I oh
1: think it was Cam, Cam. Newton?
0: Oh, maybe I you're right. I think it was Cam's class.
1: Maybe you're right. Yeah. No, but it was it was wild. Rookies were holding out yeah. and shit. Jamarcus Russell got three hundred million guaranteed.
0: Yeah. It was yeah, crazy. He didn't even he didn't even watch the tape. You can even watch the tape.
1: That whole that whole story is so funny, Jack. What I thought you were going to start with, though, because I, I do want to pose a question to you. Um, since you know we're going to be talking about every NFC quarterback today, who is taller, uh, Ron DeSanctimonious or Bryce Young? <laughs> tiny, <laughs> tiny Ron.
0: <laughs> you know, so I was I was actually not in that vein, but I was thinking about this in in another vein. I do wonder if the if the Kyler jokes will still happen because. Call me crazy, but I think Kyler is taller than Bryce Young. He looks taller than Bryce Young. He doesn't also,
1: he? I I think he is. I think he's legit five ten, but he's also like, he's just thicker. Like he he has yeah. a mu- more muscular build than yeah. Bryce is like also slim. Like he he dude,
0: those pictures from the uh, rookie convention there, whatever they they call that thing where it's like the rookie symposium. I think it's what it's called. Roshan was there, which was. uh the One Bears representative, which is kind of weird. It was kind of like all skills players. It wasn't any like, uh, I was,
1: I didn't see any tackles. linemen. Yeah, it was,
0: yeah, very strange. But, uh, no, he was like standing next to a bunch of people. He was like standing next to running backs who look taller than him. And I'm like, dude, this guy, Whew.
1: yeah, he's, I mean, listen, I'm, I'm 5'8, a buck 60. I know someone else who was 5'8, I just know the look of it and, and, and yeah. a buck 60. <laughs> he, he's my size. I, I, I will die on that hill.
0: Okay, all right. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised. He just looks very, very small. Maybe it's, again, maybe it's just standing. Not, not that 5'8 is like, it's not, I wouldn't say it's small, right? I mean, it's
1: it's, it's average human average. height. It's an average yeah. male height, but for in but the NFL. professional, no, professional
0: professional it, quarterbacks. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but speaking of Bryce Young, Frank, you make a great, great point. We are going to talk a little NFC quarterback. Uh, finally getting to our rankings. Uh, what I think we're going to do, Frank, is I think Next week, we're going to do our AFC quarterback rankings. And then uh, just for fun, you know, we're going to have to kind of mash those lists together and just see how this NFC matches up against the AFC and sort of where they rank. Because I I had some trouble with this one, even in the top five. Like I didn't really I still don't really feel all that good about where I've ranked certain people outside of the number one spot. But uh, this man The NFC is like a quarterback. It is, it is like, there's question marks. There's, there's big names, but there's question marks almost on every single one of these guys right now. It's, it's just a fascinating place to be. And it, it really makes me wonder why so many big name quarterbacks went to the AFC. Like they chose, some of them chose to go to the AFC. It's, it's pretty, it's pretty insane. But Frank, uh, we're going to break down this way. We're going to go our, our bottom tier so that'll be the number 12, 13, 14, 15, and 16, our bottom tier, our middle tier of six through eleven. And then we're gonna do our top five. And we'll kind of go uh, you know, we'll we'll go as we always do five, four, three, two, one. Uh, well, I guess really it'll be five, four, three, one, two, but they do it in the uh, the NBA. Speaking of which. I think we were talking about the, I think we, we, during our last episode, I think we talked about the NBA draft lottery because that oh, yeah. popped up.
1: The, yep. The Spurs. Man, had-
0: fuck the NBA for how they did that, by the way, because they announced the teams, they have the card, right? And at the number 11 spot, which is the Bulls pick, they had a picture of the magic. And so everybody was like losing their mind. They're like, oh my God, the Bulls jumped into the top four. Like, here we go. They're They're rigging it. But then you like look closer at the card, and it says "via Chicago" at the bottom. It's I like, didn't Dude, see that? Fuck that you. is
1: hilarious. Yeah. I did not yeah. see that.
0: Yeah, Bulls That's fans funny. losing their shit. But uh, I have well, which made it even funnier.
1: Yeah, I I fucking hate Bulls Twitter. Like <laughs> NBA Twitter is its own beast. It's like the bots and the trolls, and you know Dude, what I mean. Like so
0: many fucking bots. It's,
1: it's bad. It's, it's, it's bad. bad. But Bulls. But honestly, like, we, we've talked about this a lot as Chicago fans and how much, like, they love mediocrity and, like, wanting to be the blue-collared eight seed every year that can, like, beat LeBron. Uh, that's just what it was post-Rose injuries. And even, like, when we were younger, once, like, that Baby Bulls team hit the ceiling, it was like, but well, they can still fucking do it. Fucking Kirk's going to be great. Ben Gordon has another level he hadn't reached yet. Like, it was always, they'd say something stupid.
0: Um, all dang, is the next Kobe Bryant.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I I'm glad social media didn't exist when Tyson Chandler and Eddie <laughs> Curry were were bulls because holy fuck, it would have been unbearable. Yeah, uh, yeah. But it's like they just they have, I it's 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 gross. Like they think like you know, oh Trey Young may be on the market. because He's coming to the Bulls. When the fuck have the Bulls ever gotten a big name? Like let's critique the front office for not being able to develop anyone and paying Zach Levine the max contract he isn't worth. And also trading for Vucevic, who wasn't worth it. Like you can critique this front office, but they just think like, oh no, they just put a band-aid on it. Like we're just gonna get I mean, how many years well, did they... we how, how many years did we think Carmelo Anthony was gonna not we, but like those fans thought yeah. Carmelo was gonna come. And even if he did, he he's fucking overrated. What is he gonna do? Average twenty five and we're gonna the eighth seed again? Like what did he do? We never they act like him coming here was just gonna be a championship ring.
0: Those Knicks were the sixth seed, man. Show some show, show some fucking respect to yeah, them. Yeah, they got the right? fucking
1: doors knocked off of him every fucking year.
0: Or they could, you know, you could critique them for trading a guy who's about to go to his second NBA Finals with the with the Miami, like dragging the corpse of the Miami Heat. Yeah, into you the- know
1: what though, I I do think that's a tough one because I don't think Jimmy is Jimmy unless he goes through what he had to go. He that's, he, a, he fair had, that's a fair the, point because well, the one thing I feel like he's never actually told the story. And here we are on, on a fucking Bears podcast talking Bulls. But we'll, we'll get to it. We should talk about it anyway this week. Um, the the I think the thing is. He was, at, he was on a podcast. I'm sure you saw the clip of him saying, like, why he's so hard on people. It's because, like, when he was on the Bulls, like, Jokey Noah was fucking, you know, very passionate. Uh, Luol Deng. And, and uh, who, who was the other one? The other one that he named. Uh, Derek was always more quiet. Yeah. He, he named one more, and I forgot who it was. Oh, Taj Taj Gibson was another one who was very, uh, you know, outspoken and, like, really intense with each other in practice. But the thing was, if you remember, Jack, you couple that story with what we heard once Jimmy got paid. And or, or what he, he got paid when Derek was still there, correct? He, he, yes. Yes. The hunt like 144 million. Um. And the thing was, there were reports that people didn't like his attitude within the locker room, where it's like these these were the the old dogs who saw this young guy trying to do that, and it just did not sit very well in that locker room. Uh, I'm sure things will come out more and more as people as Noah is doing his rounds. A uh, shout out to Joe too. He he sponsors a couple of our of our sites. We need some more money from you, Joe, if you listen. Um, but. The, uh, you know, him going through that, I think, also then him getting traded to to the Timberwolves, trying to bring that same attitude there, and it did not work. And then him seeing what it felt like for a team to not want him, because the the Bulls traded him to just get a fresh face. You know, let's see what happens. See if we can reset the clock a little bit. Levine's younger. Uh, Chris Dunn was supposed to be a better guard than what he was, but then he goes to, to the Sixers and and they legitimately pick Tobias Harris over him. It's a contract situation, and they say. We think he's better for this team than you are. I think going through all that is what allowed him to fit in a culture like Miami, especially because Pat would not play that shit. Pat Riley yeah. would have bounced him the fuck off the wall if if he would have tried that dumb shit he did in, in, in Minnesota. But he had to go through that to be—the talent was always there. Not always. He worked to get to where But I'm saying, like, once he got to that height, it was there. I don't think—if he stays with the Bulls, I don't, I don't think he is what he is right now in Miami.
0: It's always that question, right? You know, you always get the guys who are cut from a certain team and then they go to another team and then they blossom and they become, you know, superstars. You think of the Cubs getting Jake Arrieta, like Ferrieta's in Baltimore, who probably never becomes the Cy Young winner. Like that that stuff doesn't, Yeah. You know, so So there, there's there's a lot of examples of, of that happening. Uh, and yeah, I, I guess I could completely see that. But enough about the fucking Bulls. Who cares about the Bulls? Spent already too much time talking about them, Frank. Let's get to our our quarterbacks, our bottom tier. We're gonna go twelve through sixteen. We're gonna start at the top. Um, Do do you want to go first, or would you like me to go first?
1: Um, you can go first, and then I'll go first with the eleven through uh, six.
0: Sounds good. My number twelve, my number twelve, top of the bottom tier, is. I'm going Baker Mayfield. Ooh, Tampa Bay Bucs. Mine is minus is two,
1: so we don't. I don't even have to say my twelve.
0: Yeah, there we go. There we go. I people need to show some fucking respect to Baker. I mean, especially to some of these other bottom tier quarterbacks. I mean, at least listen, he's won some games. All right, that's about all I can say about about my guy Baker at this point. Like, I, I'm curious to see how that Buccaneers offense works with him in, at at quarterback. I can't see Kyle Trask starting no right? no no. I, he's gonna start yeah
1: i mean because the thing is I, they may wind up starting they may both wind up starting some games but they don't have anyone behind them that's like if the season just goes to shit that like okay let's just trot him out they don't have a sam Howell, right they don't have someone okay season's over let's just toss him in see what he did he's gonna have to and with the nfc being as weak as it is he may start if he's healthy all fucking 17 games if they're in the yeah. hunt
0: yeah I mean the way that they like to play, it wouldn't surprise me, uh, especially with some of those skill players. Uh, number thirteen, Frank, who you got at thirteen?
1: I got Jordan Love at thirteen.
0: Ooh. All right. Well, full disclosure, that's who I forgot earlier today when uh, I said one through fifteen. Yeah, okay, that's right. All you right, heard so me you fucking Packers fan. Yeah, fans. you, you had him I in a different your spot. Your quarterback existed. Wow. No, 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 no. He's, he's, uh, he's, uh, no, no, I'll, I'll hang on. My 13 was, uh, I went Bryce young, uh, Carolina Panthers. Cause, uh, listen, I, you kind of take a look at the guys who are, who I currently have below him. And if I, in my head, if I was starting a team, right, I would go with Bryce young over those three guys that I have below him currently. Right. That's sort of how I did it. And granted, I could say the same thing about some of the guys above him. Uh, but he is still a rookie. He hasn't really proven anything yet in the NFL. We, Frank, and I, we've always kind of kept rookies a little bit lower, um, just for the sake of you know not wanting to put them super high. So uh, I, I went Bryce Young at thirteen. Yeah, and just um,
1: to t- well, just, just to touch on Jordan Love, I feel the same way that you said. Like you sort of had him in there because um, you would if you were starting a franchise, it it would be over these guys. That's not necessarily why I had Baker over Love by one spot. That was just because he has a better track record or proven track record. Um, but love for me, I, I know, but you know, Chicago fans have been clowning and other fan bases have been clowning, but he, I, I don't expect him to be a bum, to be quite honest with you. I, be, being in that system, being in that building for four years, you have the, the, you know, what is the right word? I, there, there is a level of continuity there, even though you're starting quarterback left this guy, you're not teaching him a new offense. You're not teaching him anything new. He's been there. He's, he's familiar with the process, with the offense, with the weapons. Like, again, I, I don't know if he, I don't he has a chance to really leap guys. Cause the NFC is just weak, but as it stands, I don't expect him to be horrible. You know what I mean? Like I do some of the guys underneath him. That's sort of where my cutoff was like the guys underneath him, I think are going to have really bad years.
0: Yeah. I put, I put Jordan love at 14. Uh, once I, I rewrecked the, the rankings here, um, for very similar reasons to what you just said, but grant, like, like I said, if I was starting a franchise, I'm going Bryce young over, over Jordan love, but yes. I agree with you. Um, I think Bryce, I I think Jordan Love can be a quarterback who you can win games with. Like people, I saw Packers fans even saying like, all right, you know, worst comes to worst, we'll get Caleb Williams. And granted, that's true. If the worst does come to worst, but I don't think Jordan Love is going to be bad enough for, for that to happen. Like, and, and, Matt LaFleur, I don't think will let that get to the point where that would happen. Like, he's not going to be asking him to do what Aaron Rodgers did. Yep. Right. He's not going to be taking deep shots every single, you know, every single game. It- it'll happen, but it's going to be a quick passing game. It's going to have a lot of they're going to rely a lot on the running backs that they paid a lot of money to, um, you know, A.J. Dillon is in a contract year, so they're going to want to see what they have in him. I think Jordan Love can manage this system perfectly fine. I, I think he'll be okay. Um, but I just didn't think he was, I, I it, it's hard to really say that, you know, put him above a guy like Baker Mayfield who has won NFL games when he hasn't done yeah. anything himself yeah. to this point. So that's kind of my, my rationale.
1: Yeah. I also think just generally speaking that the, the Packers have two talented of a roster to be in the Caleb Williams conversation. That is not to say they're going to win 10, 11, 12 games, but they're not only going to win two, three, four. I, I think they're, their floor is probably five or six, no? And that that's what like love yeah. shitting the bad. The run game is gonna be their run game. And and their their secondary continues to be solid. So I don't yeah, I don't anticipate them being uh fourteen jack for me, Desmond Ritter. Uh I I think Atlanta is in a really good spot because they they're really gonna know I mean this is a make or break year for him, unfortunately, in year two, but they have too many weapons around him to fuck around. <laughs> like they he can't he can't be bad or even like below average. Or, or if he is, he has to make huge strides where you, you know, you know he's the dude moving forward. But I mean, they have Jackie. You put, I mean, you you give you give them a good quarterback. That's probably a top five NFC offense, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I had uh, fifteen as uh, Desmond Ritter and uh, six, sixteen. Spoiler alert: Sam Howell for me. Uh, yeah, Desmond Ritter. Um, I like him as a prospect, uh, but. They're kind of built to like win now almost. Yep. I know. To, yeah. To win like immediately. And uh, I don't think he's quite there yet. I just don't think he has like the arm talent to be like the elite of the elite in the NFL. Um, I do think he's better than what people give him credit for. Uh, I think he played at times somewhat well. Uh, you got to remember, I mean, last year he, you know, towards the end of the year when he was starting games, I mean, Kyle Pitts was out. uh, it was basically Drake London and a bunch of nobodies. Um, so, you know, they're going to run the ball a ton. If he can be a Ryan Tannehill type quarterback, uh, I think he'll be perfectly fine. But uh, yeah, I, I, at this point, I don't see how you rank him super high either.
1: Yeah. I, I, I feel the same way. Um, so 15, I, I'm curious who you have at 16. Cause 15 for me was Sam. Howell. Um, it's, I know. Well, what was you think it's
0: somebody, somebody is, uh, is lower than 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 Cause I said 16 for me was Sam Howell.
1: Yeah. And 15 for me is Sam Howell. Um, mm. I just, I, I can't shake this thing where everyone was like, man, the kid maybe has, he, he starts one game, you know, the, the kid maybe got to, and he completed like 49% of his passes in that game. He made a couple good throws, but it's like, are we really clinging off of this? Like at what point do you just, I mean, Ron Rivera can't figure out the quarterback position. At what point do you just get rid of him? I feel like they wasted a really good couple years of defense. Granted last year, they weren't that great, but they had that one year, a couple years ago where they were an elite defense, man, they had a really good pass rush and good weapons on offense. And I, yeah.
0: What, what I think is going to happen is I think that this change in ownership is really going to come into play with Washington. I think for this year, they're kind of just going to stand, you know, they kind of just stood pat to see what happens. Um, But once the new ownership group takes over, I think they'll want to infuse some, you know, high profile. But like the thing about Ron Rivera is he's like almost the perfect coach for Washington because for all of our lives, Frank, Washington has been so middling like they've they've never really been the best of the best, but they've also never really been the worst of the worst. Yeah, they've always I know. kind of just like existed with like Clinton Portis and and Sean Taylor Chad and Bailey Sam, yeah, Champ Bailey and uh, San, uh, Santana Moss, and just like Jason Campbell, Rex Grossman. Didn't Brandon Lloyd
1: have a really good year with them? Or
0: Brandon Brandon Lloyd had a good year with them. Absolutely, he did. Like uh, Al- Alfred Morris, remember Alfred Morris? Uh-huh. I bet you fucking didn't remember Alfred. No, Morris. No, I do. I remember I Alfred Morris. No, I
1: remember Alfred uh, Morris. Get a good year with the Cowboys too. No, it's like they, it's like they made
0: that one big move for for RG three. It blew up in their faces and then they just let Kirk cousins go. Like it's, it's pretty insane kind of how Washington has sort of just existed. So I'm curious to see what the new ownership group does, but I I completely agree with you on Sam Howell. people are losing their fucking minds in regards to this guy. They're like, yeah, he's QB one baby. It's like he played fine. He played fine. It was the last game of the season. And uh, you know, other teams don't really give a shit at that point. And, Maybe they're talking about his rushing ability because he did, you know, he ran He's the athletic, ball pretty, yeah. pretty, pretty well. But he kind of reminds me of Mitch, a little bit.
1: He has the body type of Baker and the eye, the, like the ability to read the defense, like Mitch. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I can
0: see it. Wait, so yeah, that so was that,
1: wait. So who who was your how was your who was your fifteen? Did you name your fifteen?
0: Yeah, it was that was uh, that was that was Ritter. Oh, Ritter. Okay. I had so 60- I had, So to recap, I had Baker twelve. Uh huh. Bryce at thirteen. Uh-huh. Ritter at fourteen. Uh huh. Howell at fifteen. No, no, no. Excuse me, excuse me. Love at fourteen. I'm reading it wrong. Bryce Young at thirteen. Love at fourteen. Ritter at fifteen and howell at sixteen.
1: Okay, so my sixteen was so I'm curious to see what you did. You may mine was just the Arizona situation. Colt McCoy and, and Kyler. Now if Kyler was mm. it was was healthy, he he'd be in, in my top ten somewhere, but with Colt McCoy starting, and and I, I I this is where sort of conspiracy me comes alive here. I don't think they're playing Kyler this year. I I, I think what I think is going to happen. They have the worst roster in the NFC, potentially in the NFL. A- after the Texans sort of raised their floor, um, and, and the Bears have as well. I think they go out and win two games, three games, if even that, and they're they are going to get the number one pick. And they're going to get Caleb Williams and, and trade Kyler Murray. I, I think that's what they're what they're going to do. And they're probably going to trade him to Washington with the new ownership. Group. I was
0: going to say, I was going to say that that's probably the splash. So, they're who, gonna
1: be. so, I mean, mine is an easy talk. Just but, So who was your 16?
0: No, no, no. 16 was how. Oh, it was how. The, the, so the where did you was, rank? You, we'll get to you Kyler. Bryce, yeah, you had Bryce up. Uh, I we'll, do have Bryce we'll, up, we'll get, yeah. Yeah, Kyler. Uh, so I... I that, that's an interesting way to put it. I, I kind of did it from the standpoint of, like, if the quarterback, you know, is healthy, where would I rank them? Oh, he'd that's probably kind of be at, like, seven
1: at for me then, and I'd knock other people down. Kyler yeah.
0: would. So, full disclosure, it's kind of funny that you picked the number seven because that's exactly where I I was looking Kyler at my list, my and list. I was
1: just getting comfortable yeah. with people who I'd put him over.
0: Yeah. Maybe, no, honestly, not- maybe even six. I was, I was, so I was thinking the same thing, but, uh, let's, uh, let's go, let's go six through six through 11, six through 11. We're starting
1: at 11. Um, Let's start at 11 and go up.
0: Yeah. We'll, we'll go, we'll work our way up. So you go first. Okay.
1: 11 for me, uh, is Danny dimes. I think, um, Mm -hmm. I maybe could have put him higher, but the guy that I have above him, I just like his, his ceiling. I mean, I don't want to compare everyone to Danny dimes, but. I thought he was better than the guys that I listed, but that's sort of like that ceiling stopped for me where I saw the guys above him, either their floor was higher or their ceiling was higher. And I I just, Danny Dimes to me right now, is just such a low, uh, uh, a high floor, low ceiling guy, but his floor, if maybe it's not high, it's like a medium floor. You know what I mean? Like it's, I don't know. He's such a weird player, man.
0: I'll, I'll get to him. I'll, I'll share my thoughts on him when I get to him. Uh, number 11 for me was uh, the trio of Trey Lance, Brock Purdy, and Sam Darnold. Uh, and the reason that I had the, them as a trio is it's just like, I mean, throw a fucking dart about who's going to be starting. And, like, just, Trey is still a huge question mark, right? And we think he's – I would argue he's probably the most talented of the, those three. Um but he's only he hasn't played a lot of football in the last three years. Yeah. Uh, and then you have Purdy, who played really well at the end of the season. But we've seen guys have a lot of success, you know, coming in, at, you know, as relief. And then you get an off season of tape on them. You know, guys really study them. And all of a sudden they're not as good as they They were, and maybe he looks a little bit closer to the seventh round pick that, or to me, Mr. Irrelevant. I'm not even going to say seventh round. I'm going to say Mr. Irrelevant pick. And then you have Sam Darnold, who, like, at times played well in Carolina, especially at the end of last year. I I, I don't know how you really separate the three of them. And and because of that, it's almost like if you had all three of them together, they'd be a pretty good quarterback. But that being said, I, I, I don't know how you rank them above guys who are established starters. How can I rank 3 guys ahead of one guy? Like I I don't know. It's just it's a messy situation dude. I'll, it's
1: I'll answer that question once I get to them, but 10 for me here's where our was our biggest discrepancy so far. 10 for me was Bryce Young. Okay. Um I uh, again, when we did the scouting and we talked about what we thought about these rookies coming in, if he was 6 3, you know, 220, yeah. You yeah. you may I'm not saying you would. You, the Bears would have had a much tougher decision to make. I think. I mean, because talent-wise, he's he's super talented. Arm strength, placement, uh, you know, ability to throw in tight windows, throwing on the move, athleticism. He 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 has the makings of an NFL franchise quarterback. I don't know if he's even if he was that size, if he'd be better than Fields in my mind. But you get what I'm saying. Um, and I I really like his situation. I also think again, this is one of those things when I look at the people below him. We don't know what his floor is just yet at the NFL, but I sure as fuck can see what his ceiling can be if they put it together around him. And I think he can be a really good starting quarterback uh, in the NFL. Um, I think the... I just, I I don't know how much I trust Frank Reich, to be honest. I I, I don't know if I loved the hire there. Um, I don't know. It's hard for me to shake, you know, him attaching himself at the hip with Carson Wentz uh, in Indy. And then, like, when it didn't work, fired. it was just like, well, where, where do we go? You know what I mean? I don't know. It just, he was he was marketed as the dude that just, like, well, he had success with him, and he could only, like, it, it, it was almost like a feather in his cap that, like, well, look, he left, and Carson Wentz fucking sucks. And it's like, maybe Carson Wentz just sucks for different reasons. You know what I mean? Like, because he didn't perform any better in Indy when he was there. Um, so, I mean, this is his chance to sort of separate that, that train of thought, because um, I'm sure he listens and he's upset that he just heard me say that about him as a head coach. Uh, but... You know, all in all, I think Bryce Young, uh, he, he he's my number 10.
0: Yeah, Frank Reich is an interesting guy because uh, in our coach rankings last year, I had him uh, pretty high because I, I liked him as a play caller. I just don't – it feels like an ownership thing, like an ownership GM thing, stepping in maybe where they shouldn't. Uh, and, and not to say that the GM shouldn't have a say. Obviously, he should. But from like a coaching scheme. I just feel like C.J. Stroud is just better – equipped to to run the offense that Frank Reich wants to run. His offense is a lot more about accuracy as opposed to what Bryce Young does, which is create, he Mm -hmm. creates plays. He's like a smaller Patrick Mahomes. Like that's, that's kind of what he's been billed as. Um, But I like some of the weapons that Bryce Young has to work with. I, I really like Jonathan Mingo. I think he, he might be a really, really solid piece. DJ Chark, not for nothing is also pretty good. Uh, I would have been okay if the Bears had taken a flyer on him. But anyways, uh, number 10 for me was Gino Smith. Um, and again, I, I, I didn't know really how to place Gino. Cause like he had an incredible year last year. Like mm-hmm. you, you, me, everybody in the world was putting the well, Seahawks really going to go with Gino Smith or Drew Locke. Like, Clowning on him. Yep. Number one pick time. They're getting Bryce Young. They're getting CJ Stroud. They're in the hunt. And then Geno comes out and wins comeback player of the year and just has an absolutely incredible season. Can he replicate it? We'll see. Uh, I I just one year. I don't know. I I couldn't I couldn't let one year get me too high on him. That's just my personal opinion.
1: That's fair. No, that's fair. I'll I'll get to him here in a second. But nine for me was the 49ers. I think you said all you can say about the three the three different guys. I, I can't add anything more there, but to answer your question is how can you put them above some of the other guys? It's simple for me, man. Kyle Shanahan. I, I, I mean, uh, again, we've seen him make guys who are worse talents than what they have now look like starting quarterbacks. Yeah. CJ Beathard. I mean, there, there's some crazy names that, that went through the Niners with all their injury history. Not for nothing. I think you're going to see how good he is when we see how average Jimmy G is over in uh with with, with the Raiders? I, I think he raised his floor is I'm using too many pronouns here. Uh, I think Kyle Shanahan raised Jimmy G's floor as well. Um, his ceiling never got raised. because I just don't think he has the the arm talent for it. But I, I mean it's it's the the things that they do pre snap and the what what he does to simplify the game for his quarterbacks and what he does to get the ball in the hands of Dubo Samuel. In Christian McCaffrey now, I mean, it's it's absurd what they do offensively. So I think for me, with that type of play calling, you don't need your quarterback to go out and do anything special. It's why they've made NFC championships and Super Bowls with the talent that they've had already at quarterback. They they like imagine getting him someone like Bryce Young with all that talent. You know what I mean? Like or even like Justin Fields. Like you get him with you 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 put get your hands or or you you let Kyle Shanahan get his hands on someone with crazy talent like that. Which is why, like, I I do hope Trey can stay healthy because I do want to see what he can actually do. Like, I I know people have questions, me included, of like, can you process things? Can you, you know, can you read defenses? But Kyle Shanahan is going to put him in a position where he didn't have to do that consistently, at least in the first couple of years, as you're just playing to people's strengths. You know what I mean? So, but that, I I I have the Niners trio at uh at number nine.
0: If uh if Justin Fields had gone number three back in the day in the twenty twenty one draft. I think this probably would be with the, this would probably be called the mind with us podcast. It would be a 49ers fan fan podcast. Cause God, that team would be so much fun with, with Justin Fields at quarterback. It with would be absurd. weapons. God, it'd be so fun. And the bears would probably be stuck with what Mac Jones. Probably. Yeah. God, yeah, that'd be, that'd be rough. So thank God we live in the, the, the good universe, the good universe where Justin Fields is a uh, Chicago Bears quarterback, get to him in a second here. Number nine for me uh, was Daniel Jones. Um, and I, I, man, I kind of got stuck here a little bit with, with, with dimes cause he gets paid, but then the giants like, don't invest in him as the quarterback. Like his running back still is not signed the franchise tag and, he has about seven slot wide receivers. Yep. Like I I just don't understand the plan with Daniel Jones, that being said. I really liked how the way he played last year. Um if it wasn't for Geno Smith, he might have actually ended up being the comeback player of the year like he played pretty like turnover free football for Daniel Jones was a huge accomplishment and the rushing ability that he has like Brian Dable with Daniel. Jo- I mean, you talk about Kyle Shanahan raising the floor of the 49ers quarterbacks. I mean, that's what Dable did for, for Daniel Jones last year. And I'm excited to see what he does in year two of this offense. I, I would have loved for them to get him some like legitimate weapons, but I mean, God damn, like any slot wide receivers. Can you fucking have? I know that's going to be a weird man? offense. Like who is their starting wide receiver? Who's their best wide receiver? Wondale Robinson, Isaiah Hodgins? Isaiah Hodges, Paris Campbell, huh? We're getting back. On I the really Paris do train like Wondale thing?
1: Robinson though, but I mean, I again, you're, you're right. I mean, it's all the same prototype of receiver to be outside of Isaiah Hodges. Like the everyone else is a small slot guy.
0: It's it's just weird to me, like that you you want to develop him as a as a thrower, right? Because the rushing ability is there. Yep. And it's kind of like the inverse of Justin Fields. Like they. They believe in him. They paid him, right? But they're not. They didn't surround him. They didn't surround him like with a cast of weapons he can use to really develop. Like they didn't get him a Stephon Diggs that Brian Dable had to help Josh Allen develop, right? Yep. They didn't do that. They, they got Paris Campbell and a bunch of nobodies.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm, I just, I'm really curious I to see it. what the offense looks like. Yeah, it's strange. But but
0: I I, I like Daniel Jones. I, I think nine is a good spot for.
1: I don't, because I had him at eleven. Uh, eight for me is Geno Smith. Uh, I think you said all that there is to say, but I, 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 I sort of feel bad for him. But the Seahawks sort of have this thing with me mentally, because even in even in fantasy a couple years ago, you know, wasn't ever really in love with Russ. Maybe he, maybe I had him in the top five, but it was just like, I don't know, just nothing like super jumps off the page with you, right? And then even like some of the other weapons like Tyler Lockett put up solid fantasy numbers, but I wouldn't fucking trade for him. If I drafted him somewhere, sure. He'd get, you know, he'd be my flex guy. But And I feel like that's where Geno is right now, too. It's like, he just broke their single-season record for yardage as a Seahawks quarterback. You know, had the best year of his career. Completely reinvigorated that whole franchise after, you know, the whole Russell Wilson debacle and sort of how that ended. But it's like... I mean, just a quick spoiler, like, I have Jared Goff one spot ahead of him, and I don't think Jared Goff has ever had that type of year yet. You know what I mean? But it's, like, it's hard for me to break that thing with Geno, where it's, like, we saw what he was in New York. We saw both New York, so He was the backup with the Giants, and, like, I'm, so, I'm thinking, like, what if he goes for, like, 4,200 yards again, does that even make me feel different? Like, he has a super high floor. I guess I just want him to crack a ceiling a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, give me a little bit more than that. But not for nothing, I mean— with the way, with the style of football that Pete Carroll likes to play, having a middle of the pack quarterback isn't the worst of things. That that's what he wanted. That that's what Russ was, and they sort of built around him. And after the defense went away, they still ran the ball a ton. You know what I mean? There was a lot of play action stuff, and Gino was just sort of doing the same things that Russ was doing before he got hurt there. So yeah, I don't, I don't know, but but I mean, I don't think it's a bad spot for him. I like him as a quarterback.
0: Well, I mean, I got I got him as my uh, as my dynasty as my dynasty QB two and one yeah. of my startup games yeah. because I think he's a safe, listen, is,
1: uh, safe fantasy wise he's a safe
0: pick safe player and 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 the Seahawks clearly believe in him because they didn't draft a quarterback like they they went out and did exactly what the Giants should have done and gotten Jacksons uh, Smith and Jeeba like they went and they've added to that wide receiver room they didn't just say ah oh, it's Gino like they got him another running back to use too who's probably a little bit better. Uh, in the receiving game than yep. than Ken Walker is. Like they're they're investing in Geno Smith as their quarterback. Like that should tell you a lot. Uh number eight for me, Frankie, uh Derek Carr uh with the Saints. And Ooh. this might change a little bit for you. He's probably I'm guessing uh just kind of what you've been talking about. He's probably a little bit higher for you. Um but I, I like him at number eight. Um I, I just don't know how high how much higher I can go than some of these other guys just because again of what he's done in his career and and where he's going like the Saints it's an interesting fit for him but that team is kind of in a weird spot like Alvin Kamara might be on the back end <laughs> of his career they signed Jamal Williams to talk about Pokemon and don't you don't, know, she, don't for fucking
1: disrespect Jamal Williams now
0: Not even a little bit. I'm just saying that's what he's there to do. All right. Watch it, buddy. And then they have Chris Olave, who I think people have sort of lost their minds a little bit on Chris Olave. He's a very good player. We'll see if he's, you know, an elite wide receiver, if he's a wide receiver one. Um, And Michael Thomas, who you you just don't fucking know. Like, the Saints are such a weird team. That I didn't want to put Derek Carr super high because I just don't know what Derek Carr, if he's going to be last year's Derek Carr mm-hmm. or the Derek Carr who, you know, was at the, you know, the the top twelve. Yep. So that, I, that's kind of how I rationalize that.
1: I see. I I see both sides, and I, I'll rebut that once I get to him. S- seven for me. Um, Jared Goff. I sort of already spoiled it, but, um. I I don't feel much different about him than I do Geno Smith to be honest. Super high floor, professional quarterback, but he's one of those guys, and I feel the same way about uh, about Geno. You don't really win because of him. You can win with him. I mean, we've seen this. We've seen this sort of you know when he was with the Rams, they make it to the Super Bowl, not not necessarily because of him, but because he's a professional quarterback. They run the ball well, elite defense, really good weapons. And they continue to, uh, you know, I don't know if they're necessarily building around, you know, him per se, but they're building a really good offense. And he puts up numbers there uh, to a point where, you know, w- you know, and we'll, we'll get into what we really think about divisions and things, but they're the division favorite right now on most sport, uh sports books. So um, if he just continues to do, you know, to do what he does, I don't imagine him getting any higher in my rankings. But uh, again, with what Detroit has built with that talent that they have, you know, you may have question marks about the coaching, but both of their trenches are good. Their skill positions are good. That that can get you pretty deep into the playoffs if you have an average quarterback. And that, that's, I think, I think Golf is like, you know, average to above average. It's, that was the toughest one for me to separate between Golf and Gino. I knew they would be right next to each other. And then once I sort of landed them, I was like, okay, who do I sort of favor over the other? But Golf has just had more of a track record there. Whereas Gino probably leaps him if he has another year like he did last year.
0: Yeah, number seven, I, as I alluded to a little bit earlier, I, I had Kyler at, at seven, because I still think the talent is is there. And when it's working, it's it's working. Like, he's still a very special talent. Um, you just kind of hope that some of the other stuff comes with it, right? Uh, he had a very rough year last year with, obviously, the injuries, with not having his best wide receiver for the first six games uh, due to the uh, PED suspension. Uh, but... I don't know. Like it, this feels like one of those things where, if he leaves Arizona and he goes to a team that can nurture, like nurture him and get the most out of him, it, he could be like an MVP candidate. Like if, he's
1: he's. Huh? What if he goes to San Fran?
0: I was thinking that. I I don't I don't know if Arizona. I I don't know. I I don't know if that's the fit because just of how much like you were talking about how much pre snap you have to do in in San Francisco, like getting into the right sets. I don't know if Kyler can really manage that type of offense, just given his, 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 his homework clause, which man, like that was nuts. Arizona just did him. So, so dirty on that one where it's just kind of like that. That was pretty, I don't think we'll ever see something like that again, but no, I still think the talent is there for Kyler. I just think it's about going to be kind of where he lands um, if if he even moves on from Arizona at all, but we've seen Arizona move on from quarterbacks left and fucking right, Josh Rosen. Yeah. Who's yeah. number six for you?
1: My number six. Th- this one honestly was was really tough, but given his track record and given what I you know just his whole career, I, I I think he's become underrated in a lot of circles. Number six to me was Matt Stafford. Um, Same. Yeah but it's also tough. I, I wanted to rate him a little bit lower than this, to be honest with you. Same here. Same it's, here. It's just coming off the, it's the injury really. It's yeah. uh, because, you know, we, we saw what he did a couple years ago. He still had it. Like, I mean, they won a goddamn Super Bowl, Like, and he played, he, he played very well. He outperformed Tom Brady in their matchup. Like he can play the quarterback position. And I think if he's healthy, just talent wise, even being a little bit older, if he was fully healthy, but he'd, he'd be higher than that, to be quite honest. Um, but coming off the injury, it knocked him down. Like I probably have him at three to be. If you just tell me shoulder elbow, whatever it is, is healed, he's in. I, I would I would have him at three.
0: Well, um, oh, and and that was the thing for me. That's why I had him at six as well. Same same thought process. And it's not just injury, right? It's not like he broke his ankle, right? You expect that to be healed. Right. That's going to be fine. Fucking dealing with neck injuries, back injuries, like, dude, that's scary. There's like an elbow that's, in there too, isn't there? There's like yeah, an elbow I mean, shoulder type of thing. Exactly. There's, there was a lot going on. And, and that, that shit scares me with a guy who is, you know, in NFL world older, right? I think he's like 35, somewhere around there. I, I just don't trust that a guy with those types of injuries is going to bounce back. And especially with the way that that Rams team is built right now, it, like like, the thing about the Rams is, is they're such they're they're also in a weird like they won their Super Bowl and that was kind of it, right? Like like Sean McVay, <laughs> Aaron Donald, they're like yeah, yeah maybe we'll retire, <laughs> and, and that's been like the last the last couple of years yeah. where it's like what is the direction? What are they going to do here? And moving ahead with a thirty five year old quarterback who as talented as he is did kind of look like he, even when he was playing, did kind of look like he had lost a little something. Granted, that might have been, you know, injuries we just didn't know about. Well, and but, the
1: whole line was really bad when he was And playing. the old
0: line was really, really bad. And they didn't have a run game. They were using Daryl Henderson instead of Cam Akers for some strange reason. Like, I, I just, I agree with you. Totally on, on the spot for Matt Stafford. I wanted to put him lower, but it is a guy who, who won a Super Bowl. It's hard to, and, and just how good Stafford had been like those lions teams should have been much, much better back yeah. in the day. So it's hard to really put him too low, but I agree. I, there was a part of me, just a little part of me that wanted to bring him down a little bit.
1: Agreed. Same uh, five for me. And this is where will answer your, your, your question or sort of re- uh, re- rebuttal uh, your fair take on Derek Carr. But I had Derek Carr at number five and your question was, you know, is he the guy of last year or is he the guy that we saw years before that, that we thought was underrated? Like, we were like, this dude's putting up 4,000 yards. We wanted support. him to go to the Bears. Yeah, we weren't opposed. We certainly weren't. That was before Justin. we got Justin Fields. Right. Yeah. Uh,
0: yes. Yeah, to clarify.
1: Um, That but, was when the
0: Russell Wilson thing was happening, if you recall.
1: Yeah. Yes, it was. And But so, for me, I think Derek Carr is still the guy that we thought pre-Devontae Adams and McDaniels. And the reason why I say that is because... We know what we think about Josh McDaniels. You're, you're, I'm not high on him, but even with that said, you're way lower on him than than I am, right? But now with this weird stuff coming out with Devontae Adams, like, yeah, you know, I'm not, I don't really see eye to eye with the offense and what they want to do, and knowing that, like, they peppered him with like 300 targets last year with Derek Carr there, and that had never been Derek Carr's game. Look at what he was doing years prior with like a much less talent than Devontae Adams. He's spreading the ball around. Quick throws. Uh, I mean, Hunter Renfro had a really good year, two years in a row. Like they were starting to. But Darren, um, Darren Waller, yeah. But I don't know why I had a brain fart. Darren Waller I having good him. years when he's healthy. Like he spread the ball around really well. So for them to only isolate one guy, that to me feels like coaching. You know what I mean? It's it, it, that's never been his game to just pepper one dude with a ton of uh, with a ton of targets. So I think he goes there. I also think it's funny how we flipped on Chris Olave because. I was the one saying that going into the draft. I was like, I don't know. He feels like more of a number two. And he impressed the fuck out of me where I think he's a legitimate X. I think the connection between him and Carr is going to be phenomenal in New Orleans. I'm really excited about that. Um, I also, uh, I don't know. I, I I just, with the, again, I, I think we're going to have to put these lists together because Carr certainly probably wouldn't be in my top 10 if we're putting both, so. Like you know what I mean? But like in yeah. the NFC, I trust him and his track record over everyone but maybe Stafford, because of because, because the injury with Stafford that that's that's I have beneath him right now. Like, you know, you put him in uh, we're talking about the Niners. Imagine if Derek Carr is with the Niners. That's a Super Bowl team right there. You know what I mean? Like, so I like I, I'm a tad bit higher on Carr, but again, I you're you're you just land on a different side of that question. Is he the guy that we saw last year? You lean more that way. I lean more towards is he. You know, or he, he is the guy that, that you know, before McDaniels and, and Devontae Adams got there. So now, tomorrow on Undisputed, me and you were going to yell at each other for an hour about that.
0: Absolutely, because that's all we do. Uh, number five for me was Jared Goff. So I actually had Goff a little bit higher than than Derek Carr, three star. We just, we just higher. flopped.
1: Yeah, we just flopped him, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, Jared Goff, I feel like people forget that he had also been to a Super Bowl. Like, Jared Goff, man, like. <laughs> People are people are weirdly like down on him. Even the even the Lions kind of are too with yeah. drafting uh, drafting Hendon Hooker. Uh, Jared Goff kind of makes that offense relevant in in my opinion. Like he is a much better quarterback than I think people give him credit for. Um, and you know is he is he a superstar talent? No, I I, I don't believe he's upper echelon of quarterbacks. But I still think. You put him on most teams, he's probably going to make your quarterback room better, right? Especially on these bottom teams, like. And that's kind of how I was. I was looking at it. It, it. Would I rather have Jared Goff than some of these guys? And and honestly, I thought Jared Goff played really well last year. I was really excited to see what he did with a full, fully healthy Jameson Williams. Um, But obviously, that's not going to happen for six games as well. So, um, but no, I, I like Jared Goff. I think he makes the lions relevant. If I'm being completely honest, like they're one of those teams that doesn't really have like true superstar power. But if you're thinking of like what the, what like Fox would put as like their marquee players, right. If they were on the late, you know, Merrick's game of the week, it'd be Goff and it'd be Aiden Hutchinson like that. Those are really the two guys yeah. that they would put up there. So in that sense, I, 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 I would rather have Jared Goff at this point. If I was building a team over some of the guys that that I had mentioned a little bit earlier.
1: I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at it. Four for me, Jackie. uh, And I wanted to put him higher, but I had to put my bias to the side. Justin Fields. was Same same for you, yeah. So we probably have the same exact top three then. Um, But listen,
0: you know. I think our number two and three will be different.
1: Well, we'll we'll fucking see about that, buddy. And if they are different, we're going to fucking scream at each other. (laughs) And I'm going to tell you that you went to fucking Idaho State and you didn't play a goddamn minute. All right? Uh, listen, J- Justin Fields... I've never
0: been to Idaho. I, I, I constantly forget that's a state that exists. I apologize to our Idaho fans.
1: Yeah, fuck Idaho. Uh, you know, if you get caught up in the algorithms of toxic-ass Twitter, you'll see a lot of people try to rag on Justin Fields. He can't throw, he can't this. Uh, again, I think we've dispelled the whole thing about not being able to throw. You, you like... Saying that, you know, his completion percentage hasn't been great, maybe he hasn't thrown in the tight windows, okay, fine. And we've talked about how that's part of early quarterback progression as they move forward. But to me, when you say someone can't throw, that's Tim Tebow. That's literally someone who doesn't have arm talent at all. Look at Justin Fields, even if it's just a highlight tape, which is you're not gonna see his you're not gonna see his lows. It's a highlight, right? But you see that arm talent on display. There isn't a throw on the field that he can't make. There 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 are throws consistently that he makes two or three times a game that you're like Patrick Mahomes is probably the only other quarterback that can do that. And and Stafford when he does Mahomesian things. Um but <laughs> you you combine that with his ability to run. He is he's the best athlete on this list. Let's let's Agreed. let's make no mistake. But the thing is, let's say you turn down his athleticism if this was Madden by like 20%. I don't know if I have him much lower than what I have him now like his arm talent is elite. He has to put together a full season still. You know, it's his second year starting. It's going to be going into his third. But he, you know, his arm, uh, again, the throws that he's able to make on the run, the throws that he's made from in the pocket, the throws that, you know, his ability to roll out and evade pressure, and even, like, we saw last year, him to start start to just manipulate pockets and not just be an athlete to, you know, roll out. He, he's, he's, he has elite level, uh, he has an elite level skill set now the Bears have supported him and gotten him weapons and invested in the offensive line. Now he has a shot to prove, hey, I can combine this elite talent with elite production. Um, I, I, I don't. I, I think you're a clown if you don't have Justin Fields as the top five NFC quarterback. Now, he, I don't even know if he'd be. I haven't looked at both lists. I haven't made my AFC lifts yet. I, I don't know if he's a top 10. I don't know if he'd be in my 10 overall. But in the NFC, if you don't have Justin Fields' top five in the NFC, I think you're a clown.
0: Yeah, I can't say much more than what than what you said. Like, and and here's the thing: you bring up a good point because you know, Justin Fields detractors say one of two things, right? They say they talk about completion percentage, they talk about just box score stats, and if you try and bring up, you know, just watch these plays. Well, those are highlights. Okay, that's true. But you can't tell me that Justin Fields highlights don't look better. Than Kenny Pickett's highlights. Right. Than Daniel Jones' highlights. Than, fuck it, Derek Carr highlights. Like Justin Fields, his highs are high. They are some of the best you'll see. There's the arm angles, the adjustments that he's able to make, the escapability. Uh, I'm thinking of that Dolphins game where he he literally gets swung around stays on his feet, runs, and his toe, like, just barely touches out of bounds. And, again, people just like, you know, it, it matters until it doesn't. He doesn't have weapons, right? He doesn't have a good offensive line. He's still productive. He's still keeping the Bears in those games. Like, you watch the fucking games. Those, the Bears are in some of those games only because of him. You brought up a really great point with a couple of these quarterbacks where you said, can you win with them?" Talking about Jared Goff. You said they, they, they win with him, not because of him. Justin Fields is a guy that you win because of, you just watch the game and you'll see it. And if you don't, you're just looking to be a, a, a troll or a hater just for the sake of it. But Justin absolutely is a top five NFC quarterback just from the talent alone. And like, People, I, I don't. I just don't get how much emphasis it, when it comes to Justin because it doesn't seem to be the bar for other quarterbacks. But like, well, take away his rushing, and what is he? It's like, no. You. Why do you have to take away his rushing? Because he's a quarterback. He's a dual threat quarterback. That's that's what makes him good. Like he, I, I just I don't I don't get it. I I, I just don't understand the I, the. The, the just dismissal of justin fields as a as a thrower i just yep. i don't see I don't understand it it's I really also
1: the, the other thing that gets to be annoying about it is that they act like these runs were drawn up for him <laughs> there, there, there weren't very many last season that were drawn up for him see a lot of running backs or do
0: that, huh? You see a lot of running backs just get almost tackled in the that's, pocket. That's what I'm saying. Like around. he's
1: running out of necessity on all the, like that, that play against the dolphins where he's fucking on the move pump fakes. No one's open. He fakes out the linebacker and just takes it to the house. Like we've seen this before. We said the, the Eagles being in the backfield in 0.5 seconds, him fucking evading people spinning. And the, you, you brought up the foot being out about like he's the, the most of those plays are out of necessity. There's one or two, you know, every game that are drawn up for him. Some quarterback draws in around, him, some quarterback sweeps. You're just taking advantage of his athleticism. But you give him a clean pocket, and you give him wide receivers who can actually get open. His rushing numbers are going to go down. They, they didn't. They didn't rely on his legs um, on purpose. He didn't use his legs because it was one option and go. Like you, you can consider. And then that that sort of goes to what we were saying. Like you know, him progressing in certain areas. We saw him throughout the year especially after the first four games progress from read 1 to 2 to check down nothing's open i run or someone's already in the backfield and i just have to be the best player on the field right now and and make something out of it like again consistency has to happen he he's a, he was a year or two player we 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 know that you know there's different things he still has to improve on in terms of reading defenses uh in terms of speeding up the processor but just in terms of talent you, you know, you, you, I, I don't get how you can look at him and, and act like he's some bum. That's it, it's ridiculous.
0: And he's looking to throw. It's not just yeah, looking that's right. to run like he's not looking to run. He's looking to throw and runs when he has to. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, if you, you, if you take like away
1: that, if you take away passion for homes, a scramble ability, really, what is he?
0: Really, what is it? I mean, <laughs> he's Matt Stafford. Before Matt Stafford was Matt Stafford. He right? would just,
1: yeah, he would, he be, he would be doing Staffordian things.
0: Staffordian things. Uh, no, I mean, like it, when it comes to the throwing ability, like you just think of like the throw against the Vikings that he had to to Darnell Mooney. You think about the throw that he had to uh, Nikhil Harry over Jair Alexander, who who Packers fans just won't stop talking about. Like, dude, like he he can make the throws. When he needs to. And, and I know people bring up that that one play to uh who was the tight end. Aiden, oh no, 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 no. uh, the tight oh, end. Oh um, yeah, when yeah, he when he, he like,
1: overthrew him. Uh who the fuck yeah, was oh, that?
0: It wasn't Cole Komet, it was uh No, it was the other bum. The guy we thought could actually be somewhat somewhat usable. What
1: the fuck was his name? I don't even remember now. God, we, so, we, we, we've just, had like seven tight ends over the last couple of years.
0: Well, and we've talked about this guy many times. Like we've made fun of him yeah. an an infinite amount of times. I
1: know, and I'm blanking on his name now. But yeah, he overthrew him.
0: But he didn't though, because the guy said like the, the Bears players literally talked about how he should have kept going. Um granted, quarterbacks make mistakes. Right. Uh Justin Fields is gonna make mistakes. He's a young quarterback. It is it is what it is. But I agree with you. I think we've seen like Again, I think at some point it, it will happen where we don't compare everything to everything, but you look at just the, the leap, the confidence that Justin Fields had going in, like, in year two, just in year two in total, in totality, to what Mitch Trubisky had in his second year, his first year with Matt Nagy. Like, they they look completely different. They look yep. like completely different quarterbacks. I just think Justin Fields is too talented to not figure it out. And I like what the bears have obviously done this year to really give him the weapons that he needs to, to continue to improve. So yeah, I wanted to put him higher. I wanted to put him at, at one or two, but come on, like, yeah, we gotta be it was, a little realistic. About it was
1: it. tough for me. And then, ne- I mean, honestly, I don't have as nearly as much to say about the next guys. I just think they're established at this point. Um, three for me was Kirk cousins. Uh the production is, I know we make fun of him. You know, everyone does with the, he's become sort of a meme with the Sunday night football, the primetime games. But at the end of the day, he produces, man, he puts up numbers and you know, maybe he's not a guy. He, I think he's like the highest of the high that you can get because that you win with and not because of, but God damn, I mean, he, he's a good quarterback, man. And, and, and I, I think, I, I don't even, I, I hate that I keep doing this, but I think he would be in my top ten overall, even with both, with both in, AFC and NFC, um, just because I mean he's fuck. He wakes up out of the bed and he throws four thousand yards. I mean like he's a four thousand yard machine, um, and not for nothing. It's not like he's had the greatest defenses throughout his throughout his career. So uh, yeah, nothing more to say. I mean he's been productive for eight years now. I mean it's it's he's a he's a yeah. staple wherever he's been.
0: As I assumed, as I predicted, our two and three will be a little bit different. Uh, I I went Dak here at at, at number three. Um,
1: just gotta elevate what? the white man, huh? Yeah. Every fucking chance you get,
0: every Listen, fucking if, chance if, you get. If Kurt, <laughs> Kenny, Kenny has a job next year. Where's Malik Willis, huh? Number three behind Will Levis. The fuck are we doing? They're here? doing like, him wrong. Here,
1: They're doing right? him fucking wrong.
0: They might be, but uh, I'm not doing Dak wrong. Um, <laughs> Dak Dak is just he's just injury prone like he just I I don't know I I'd like Dak I I uh I liked him when he was in at Mississippi State I was kind of hoping the Bears would didn't would get you him. mock
1: him in like the second round or third round to the Bears I, yeah
0: I I did because I I really liked Dak I thought he could be a really good uh a really good player and uh you know not to toot my own horn but Dak has been better than what I expected him to be. I thought he'd be closer to like the Derek Carr range, um, but I think Dak has been better than that. I think he's a guy oh, you yeah. win. You got uh, a guy you win with, um, and I mean he's had some really great weapons, but it just always seems like something goes wrong with Dak, and he hasn't always played the best in the playoffs. Uh, yeah, you just think that just the the end of that playoff game. It's, I mean, it's just like, I, I can't get over, I can't get over. How, and you, and compare that to, to Kirk Cousins, who I have a two, to how he played in the, they shouldn't have lost that. Like, he's not the reason they lost. Yep. And people were, people were saying like, oh no, like if the, the, the Vikings, I picked the Vikings to, to beat the giants. I think you picked the giants. I picked the win. giants. Yeah. Um, but, but Kirk Cousins, he didn't do anything to lose that game. Like he played pretty well. And, and so that's in a playoff game. If they can get back to the playoffs, if they can win the NFC North and get in the playoffs, they might make a run at this thing. Because the NFC, as we've been obviously hinting at, is not exactly good this year. So uh, that's why I went with Kirk over Dak. I think it's just, it's it's sort of splitting hairs. I, I would be fine I, going I agree. one or the other. But uh, I think Dak has honestly had more to work with than Kirk has. And and, and like you said, Kirk has just kind of produced wherever he's yep. been. So. I, ooh, I
1: I, I don't know. You think? Well, I, it, w- when he was with Washington, he Dak yeah. had had more. I don't know if you get more to work with than what Kirk has in Minnesota at this point. I mean, they are.
0: Uh, I'm excited to see what C.J. Hawkinson does in the. I mean, a they got
1: Hawk. now. They got Addison. They got the best wide receiver in football. J.J. I mean, My they're. Favorite.
0: It's gonna be hard not to root for the Vikings. Yeah, and see. then I'm and then Delvin lie.
1: Cook. I mean, they they've had. To, but anyway, I mean, again, I think you're right. It was splitting hairs. Dak to me. The ankle, it's there's some times where it still didn't feel like he trusts his ankle. Yeah, but yeah. he still produces. I still really like what he does. I just, I, 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 he would be number one to be quite honest with you if he can just. It's like the timely mistakes, yeah, that he makes. That yeah. you know, granted, hurts. Yeah, no spoiler. I think everyone knows her. Hurts is number one for us. Last year was his come to the stage. This was his. That was his moment. But you think about even the big mistake he made in the Super Bowl. He comes right back and scores. Like, but it seems like Dak and even Kirk, when a mistake happens, it starts to be piled on. They don't like recover. They sort of get punched in the face, and it's like, ah, oh, okay, well, you know, you punched a little too hard for me. We saw, I mean, maybe Jalen punched himself in the face because he he the ball hit off his own knee. But you know, when he fumbled in the Super Bowl, but it's like he came right back and scored the very next drive. Like it, it didn't deter him, and you just like. I don't know, dude. There's something about, and, and you know, I, I know this has nothing to do with the what, what happens on the football field, but you listen to him talk, and the confidence, the calmness that he has, and his, in like, it, but it, but also like at the same time the confidence and his ability and his team. That's a guy. <laughs> I, I think he's he probably still has another level to get to, which is kind of crazy to say as the number one quarterback in the NFC. But, goddamn, dude. You'd like even like listening to the the press conference after they lose the Super Bowl, and it's his calmness, but also his ability to articulate how disappointed he was <laughs> that they lost. He I, I, he just had the way he talks, the way he plays. He just has a certain dog in him, and I don't know if anyone else in the NFC has more to you know more to be seen with Justin. He hasn't played important games yet, so we'll see you know what you know what what that looks like you know if and when he's there you know in, in the hunt, but. That, to me, is also what separates Hurts. Because like, arm-wise, arm, arm wise, there's a couple of guys, if you're just talking about arm talent, I would take over him, Justin being one of them. But you put that sort of total package together with Hurts mentally, what he can do with his legs, what he can do with his arm, that, to me, is what has him at number one. And then even, I I know I didn't touch as much on Dak, but again, it's that mental thing with Dak and, and Kirk, where it's like they get punched, and it's you know it's, it's time that's to back it. off. Yeah, that's kind of it. Yeah. And I, we, We've seen Jalen Hurts at the biggest moment you know, take that punch and, and, and just roll with it and keep going.
0: Yeah, for for Jalen, for me, what I think is uh is, is most impressive about Jalen Hurts um is he what he started for a team that was as talented as it was, and he elevated that team, that already good team, to being one of the two best teams in the NFL took him to a Super Bowl like that's that's impressive man like yeah they had AJ Brown and they had Devonta Smith and they have uh, Dallas Goddard and they have a lot of weapons for him to, to work with but man that that Eagles thing was was really fun and and Jalen Hurts was a huge reason why like he was playing at an MVP level it was really really impressive and yeah I mean I don't really know how you go anyone else at the number one spot at this point um, I think the closest, like you said, to maybe like if, if our rankings change at the end of the season, to me, there's only one quarterback on this list who I could see me myself putting over at the number one spot. And that's Justin. like, I don't see Kirk or Dak doing anything just like outside ceiling of just wise. like, outs- yeah, ceiling wise, outside of like throwing 5,000 yards and 50 touchdowns and winning MVP in the Super Bowl. Like, I don't see anything that those two can do to really displace Jalen Hurts unless Jalen Hurts goes through like ultra regression, which I just I I don't think that's going to happen. So yeah, uh, I agree. That's why Jalen at, at number one, and it, that was the easiest one to put this entire. As thing. soon
1: as we started the list, I started there, hit one, and then I started going from the bottom up. I, I knew he was going to be my one, and you know what, Jack? The last thing there is what what also is so impressive to me about that young man is his spot wasn't guaranteed even going into this past year. Like I, I know they passed up on some quarterbacks, but that to me felt like, you know, even even when they passed up ju- uh, on Justin, it was like, oh, we're getting the fourth guy on the board. Like we're just gonna stick with what we have and and, and you know not take a chance with resetting development. Um, and every single year, starting with his rookie year, was well, they're gonna draft someone new. He's on. He was a second round. He wasn't even first round. He's a second round pick. But we, well, they'll, they'll get someone next year. No, oh, they're looking at, They may trade him in this off. Like he he had to endure all of that and ignore that noise. And continuously get better as they built around him and and, and developed him. And, and not to take away anyway, not to take away any credit from him. He also helped in his own development throughout all that as well. So I mean, that's you know, I, I, again, when you're mincing, when, when you're sort of splitting hairs at the top, things like that matter. You know, it's it's it, it, it just it, it is what it is. Um, and hurts. He's a dog. He's so fun to watch. And and but to your point, I think you're right with Justin because when we saw them face off. They damn near look like mirrors of each other. I, you know, at, at this point, Jalen is a more developed passer, but you just saw the way they ran, and, and obviously Fields is is a better runner than he is. But even the way they throw, the way they played, the way they scrambled, it was like, this is. I mean, these are like the same. This is the same quarterback, damn near. You know, just one with a, a few more years under his belt and better weapons, and obviously a better offensive line. But yeah, so I I, I agree with you. I I think if we're in the business of making predictions. I think that's going to be the debate going into 2024 is, is it between Justin Fields or, or, or Jalen hurts at number one?
0: Yeah. I, I, I really hope we get there to be honest with you. Uh, Cause I, I mean, I would, I would love the bears to have the number one quarterback. I mean, not for nothing. I also was hoping that the bears would get uh Jalen hurts in the second round. And that didn't obviously happen. they went with uh, Mike Glennon and Mr. Trubisky and,
1: who did they draft? Who did they draft in the second Which round that year? Was that the Ego Ferguson draft?
0: That, that uh, now no and, and Will now, Sutton wasn't it
1: Will Sutton? Will Sutton and Ego Ferguson? No, oh, that that come
0: was on. That, that, that is that was that before like, that? That was like, that was like 2014. No, like no that.
1: shot. It was that long ago.
0: Google yeah. it. E- ego, ego Ferguson. I'm gonna look it up right now. Look it up I, right I now. Think.
1: Look it up right I, now.
0: I'm looking it up. I'm looking it up. Hold on. Hold on. Just give me a second. Because there's no or way. Number... All right. A while I'm look, Yeah. 2014 draft. Boom. And what was Mitch? 2016?
1: Boom. 17?
0: Uh, who? Mitch? M- Mitch was 2017. Jalen was uh, 2020. 2020 yeah, draft. Yeah. You,
1: you fucking liberals with your facts and shit. Fact checking. I go by the way I feel, <laughs>
0: baby. 2014, yeah, ego, Phil, ego Ferguson and, and Will, I liked Will Sutton actually. I'm mean, I'm not gonna lie to you, I liked him coming out there's of that some, draft.
1: There's some grumbles in the Bears media that they they think uh, Gervon and uh, the other who who is the other Pickens that they're they're the next Ego Ferguson and uh, Will Sutton. Don't
0: no, you're making that up. No, um, <laughs> I, I did. I I've heard that. So so okay, let me, uh, okay, the the Bears with their. All right, so 2020, 2020 draft rolls around, right? They don't have a first-round pick. They traded it to Scott, to uh, Raiders who to took Damon Arnett. I don't know what that is. I don't know what that uh, is either. They could yeah. have had Justin Jefferson at, at that pick. He wasn't. He, wasn't, right he didn't have straight-line speed. Uh. <laughs> Then the Bears in the, remember they remember they, they took uh that's the Cole Komet draft, right? And you're thinking, okay, well, you know, they went tight end. They could have had Jalen Hurts again because yep. of the number fifty pick they took Jalen they took Jalen Johnson. So yep. They had two chances. Well to draft
1: Cole Komet did just graduate from college. Oh, that's one thing. I mean, there's not too big of a thing. I, I love that the team president is is out and do He he kind went to that. Yeah. He went to yeah. Justin Fields' graduation and he went to uh, Cole Komet, or as my wife yeah. calls him, Coca. Cole Komet. Coca Coca. Coca
0: Comet? That's too cool of a name for him. And speaking of which, yeah, I mean, Cole Komet really sounded like he hated J- J- uh, Justin Fields when he was talking about how, how much he oh, loves y- playing with him and how yeah. good he thinks he's going to be. I couldn't yeah. believe the hatred he, that, in his voice. V-
1: visceral. Kick him off the team. Arrest that man.
0: God, people are so fucking weird, man. I just.
1: All right, Jack. What are what are we doing? Why are we talking about the twenty twenty and twenty fourteen and twenty seventeen draft? Can we get the fuck out of here? Because I had to talking prove about? you
0: wrong. I had to prove you wrong that Ego Ferguson was a twenty fourteen draft. Th- that's pick.
1: what they want you to think. Don't that's what they test, want you to think. You don't, fucking don't sheep.
0: test my draft knowledge. All right, my random draft knowledge of the Bears and who they drafted. You're a, All right.
1: They edited that after the fact. You're you're a fucking you're a sheeple. You're just one I, of the I, I fucking sheeple. It. What do you I want your to. sixth vaccine?
0: <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh all right, Frankie, <laughs> let's get out of here. We will uh be doing the AFC quarterback ranking next week. Hopefully it'll be a little bit more challenging and I'm curious to see if maybe Frank and I have uh some different rankings cuz uh this one seemed pretty <laughs> pretty it, by the books, honestly.
1: Yeah, the NS I, I we're going to have tough decisions to make in the AFC. We really are
0: Yeah, should be a fun one. We appreciate you guys listening as always. Please uh, like, subscribe, um, whatever you're listening to. Uh, We appreciate it. We'll talk to you guys next week.
1: Later, Jackie. Later, everybody.